0: hello, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 152 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. And uh, our episode today, we're going to talk about a little different topic than compliance uh, enforcement actions. Today, we're going to talk about the Supreme Court's uh, two decisions upholding a state criminal grand jury subpoena and and several congressional subpoenas for President Trump's uh, financial records. Uh, The cases are important. And I think, the, you know, like United States v. Nixon, will go down in history as important, uh, and obviously we'll have a continued impact on the relationship between criminal uh, investigations, presidential behavior, and congressional oversight. Before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor, Steel Compliance Solutions.
1: And compliance and ethics management. Steele's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steels end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steels ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, Investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding and how your compliance program applies to day to day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's compliance solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415 692 5000.
0: So, um,. I wanted to turn to these Supreme Court decisions. It's uh, fun to do, a little different, uh, but it obviously has uh, an impact uh, on looking at uh, criminal and congressional oversight actions. Um, The first is in a decisive ruling, the Supreme Court uh, rejected President Trump's challenges to a New York State grand jury subpoena. Um, In a seven to two vote, the Supreme Court rejected the Uh, Trump administration's claim that it had had absolute immunity. And then in a separate case, which will be analyzed uh, later, uh, the Supreme Court rejected challenges by the same vote, same justice lineup, seven to two, to Congress's uh, subpoenas for Trump's financial records. In my view, the two cases represent the consolidation of Chief Justice Roberts' uh, influence at the court and the handling of high profile cases. In the past term, Chief Justice Roberts has uh, written for the majority in rejecting Trump administration appeals concerning the 2020 census, the Deferred Action for uh, Child Arrivals Program, DACA, the Louisiana anti-abortion law, and now these two important cases. And, and uh, I also think that he is uh, displayed in these cases that, um, the Trump administration legal claims are out of bounds, incorrect. Uh, whether or not he's uh, Chief Justice Roberts has sort of separated himself from the Trump administration, it's clear that when the Justice Department and the Trump administration come up, come into court on a case, he has been no fan of their legal acumen, and has reinforced his sort of displeasure in numerous significant cases this term, some of which I uh, outlined above. Interestingly, uh, Chief Justice Roberts only dissented in two cases for the entire year, entire term, and that is uh, a record for a Chief Justice to uh, dissent only so those few times. It's clear he's an influencer, he's the middle of the court now, he's like the former Justice Kennedy, he's the one who's going to dictate uh, who wins, who loses. So let's start with the first case, Trump v. Vance. The Supreme Court uh, upheld the New York state grand jury subpoena. Uh, The vote was seven to two with uh, Alito and Thomas uh, dissenting. Uh, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh uh, basically uh, concurred. The Supreme Court, in, in a separate opinion, the Supreme Court unanimously rejected Trump's claim that he was absolutely immune from federal or state criminal prosecution. Such a claim, which is so broad, uh, could not even pass the review of the dissenting justices, Thomas and Alito, who dissented on other grounds after rejecting any claim of absolute immunity. Writing for the majority, Chief Justice Roberts uh, basically provided a history lesson on the presidential compliance with federal, and uh, we've never had a state case, but of federal criminal subpoenas either to testify or produce records. Uh, He began the majority opinion with the famous maxim in our judicial system, the public has the right to every man's evidence. As uh, Chief Justice Roberts noted, since the earliest days of the republic, uh, every man has included the president of the United States. Going back to 1807, and if you've seen Hamilton, the musical, you'll know what I'm going to talk about in a minute, uh, Chief Justice Roberts noted that John Marshall presiding over the treason trial of Aaron Burr granted Burr's motion for a subpoena duces Tecum uh, for materials from President Jefferson, then President Jefferson. Marshall ruled that the president was not exempt from the guarantee that the accused has compulsory process for obtaining witnesses for their offense. And in presidential rulings from Monroe to Clinton, this 1807 ruling has been uh, followed, uh, perhaps most famously in 1974, when President Nixon was ordered by the Supreme Court in an eight to zero decision to produce tape recordings subpoenaed by Special Prosecutor Jaworski. While the cases are clear with dealing with federal criminal proceedings, Uh, The Trump v. Vance case presented the unique situation involving state criminal subpoenas. And President Trump argued that the subpoena created burdens of diversion, stigma, harassment, and the Justice Department argued that state criminal subpoenas should be upheld only when they meet a heightened standard. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts again rejected these claims based on distraction and those uh, sort of flimsy arguments, and he noted that even in a civil case clinton v jones when president clinton then president clinton uh, was required to um, sit for a deposition in a se- civil case those kind of flimsy arguments were found insufficient in a civil case here we're talking about a criminal subpoena and that you know you have to work around the president's schedule and ability to uh, carry out his or her duties but here Basically, we had a New York grand jury that subpoenaed financial records from Trump's accounting firm, uh, Mazars, uh, for financial uh, records relating to the president and business organizations affiliated with him, including his tax returns and related schedules from 2011 to present. So uh, Chief Justice Roberts basically citing the federal subpoena in criminal matters, uh, easily concluded that state criminal subpoenas are no different and further rejected that the state should be required to meet some heightened um, showing of need to secure the president's financial records. Um, Interestingly, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch joined the majority decision. However, they supported a heightened need test for state subpoenas. Uh, Thomas and Alito dissented. Uh, They rejected the absolute immunity claim, but they argued that the president deserved more deference because he's so busy, basically. Uh, I want to read the closing from Chief Justice Roberts' uh, court's opinion with the following uh, observation, and uh, I think the language is pretty good. Uh, 200 200 years ago, a great jurist of our court established that no citizen, not even the president, is categorically above the common duty to produce evidence when called upon in a criminal proceeding. We affirm that principle today and hold that the president is neither absolutely immune from state criminal subpoenas seeking his private papers, nor entitled to a heightened standard of need. The, quote, guard furnished to this high officer, close quote, lies where it always has in the conduct of a court applying established legal and constitutional principles to individual subpoenas in a manner that preserves both the independence of the executive and the integrity of the criminal justice system. Uh, Good words from uh, Chief Justice Roberts, Uh, a relatively easy case uh, in my view, uh, given the fact that we have over 200 years of federal criminal experience and extending that to state uh, criminal experience is uh, no great shakes. The more difficult case was uh, the companion case, which was Trump v. Mazar's, where uh, Trump challenged uh, and DOJ challenged the enforcement of congressional subpoenas for Trump's financial records. Again, Roberts writing for the court in a 7-2 vote with Kavanaugh and uh, with Gorsuch upheld the subpoenas, but ordered the lower court to apply a comprehensive four-part test to the proposed subpoenas. Roberts clearly was seeking a middle ground in resolving the dispute. Uh, the four justices who joined the opinion, Ginsburg, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan, may have supported uh, this, uh, this decision. Uh, and think about it for a second. They're worried, and during the argument they made it clear, Breyer did at least with some questions, what if the situation is flipped where it's a Republican Congress seeking personal papers from a Democrat president. And I think that that informed the four justices who joined with Roberts in finding this middle ground. Roberts uh, displayed really sensitivity to the unique situation because they've never had a case in which Congress and the president were not able to work out a subpoena. They're usually negotiated and resolved And this was the first case ever to make it all the way to the uh, Supreme Court. In April 2019, three House committees issued four subpoenas seeking information about Trump, his family, and affiliated organizations. And the House Finance Committee issued a subpoena to Deutsche Bank seeking any document relating to account activity, due diligence, foreign transactions, business statements, debt schedules... Uh, It also issued a second subpoena to Capital One for similar information. The House Intelligence Committee issued a subpoena to Deutsche Bank that mirrored the subpoena issued by the Financial Services Committee. And the House Oversight Committee issued a subpoena to the president's personal accounting firm, Mazars uh, USA, seeking the same financial information. Trump and his family opposed the subpoena, claiming that the subpoenas lacked a legitimate legislative purpose. In reviewing the decisions of the lower courts, uh, Chief Justice Roberts, writing for the majority, ruled that the lower courts did not take adequate account of the significant separation of powers uh, that were implicated by congressional subpoenas. In the past, like I said, these were usually resolved through negotiation and compromise through the political branches, and the Supreme Court was never called in to resolve this. As noted, Chief Justice Roberts' uh, was aware of this long-standing practice, and he took that as a consideration of great weight concerning the allocation of power between two elected branches of government. And it imposes on the court a duty of care to ensure that it does not needlessly disturb the compromises and working arrangements reached by those branches. Roberts also uh, noted that Congress obviously has the need to secure uh, relevant information in order to legislate, Uh, and it's indispensable to Congress's ability to legislate wisely or effectively. Notably though, the court observed that uh, this power to secure information is justified solely as an adjunct to the legislative process and it is therefore subject to limitations. So the subpoena has to be related to and in furtherance of a legitimate task of Congress. In other words, the the subpoena must serve a valid legislative purpose. But Congress cannot issue subpoenas with a law enforcement purpose uh, because that power rests exclusively in the executive and judicial branches. So Trump and the DOJ claimed that the congressional subpoenas for the president's information had to be evaluated under the standards set forth in US v. Nixon, which would require the House to show that the requested information satisfied a, quote, demonstrated specific need, close quote and is demonstrably critical to a legislative purpose. Roberts distinguished this situation by noting that past cases involve subpoenas for communications between the president and his close advisors, uh, often which implicated executive privilege. In this case, Congress was not seeking access to materials protected by any claim of executive privilege. The House's position therefore ignored the significant separation of power issues raised by the subpoenas uh, and in uh, Roberts' view would essentially place no limits on the Congressional power to subpoena the President's personal records. So Roberts navigated a middle ground um, and basically said that neither side had taken into account these weighty separation of powers concerns and that a balanced approach was necessary. So he explained the courts must take uh, and apply a four part test in resolving these subpoenas. First, courts should carefully assess whether the asserted legislative purpose warrants the significant step of involving the president and his papers. Occasions for constitutional confrontation between the two branches should be avoided whenever possible. Second, to narrow the scope of possible conflict between the branches, courts should insist on a subpoena no broader than reasonably necessary to support Congress's legislative objective. Third, courts should be attentive to the nature of the evidence offered by Congress to establish that a subpoena advances a valid legislative purpose. The more detailed and substantial, the better. That is particularly true when Congress contemplates legislation that raises sensitive constitutional issues, such as legislation concerning the presidency. Fourth and final, courts should assess the burdens imposed on the president by a subpoena, particularly because they stem from a rival political branch that has an ongoing relationship with the president and incentives to use subpoenas for institutional advantage. So the Supreme Court then remanded the case back to the U.S. Court of Appeals and the second circuit for further further proceedings. The majority closes its opinion with an important statement that it, that quote, it unquestionably remains the duty of all citizens to cooperate, close quote, with Congress when the legislature seeks information needed for intelligent legislative action. Obviously a shot across this administration's bow in that they've failed to comply with so many congressional oversight um, and congressional oversight subpoenas. So, uh, a little bit of a sort of mid-course on the second case. A laydown winner for the prosecutors uh, in the first case, the Vance case. Uh, so, thought you'd enjoy hearing a little bit more about these two important cases. And uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com.
2: Hey. Now look at them yo-yos, that's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the end. We'll Thanks. You play the guitar on the MTV. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing, and your chicks.